Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, dear listeners. Welcome to the voicemail edition of Akdung Millwall. Always a cracking show. Now, in a packed programme today, dear listeners, we've got quite a few voicemails to get through. Um, but before we get into anything at all, you want your pundit question, don't you? I know you. this is the reason why you tune into Akdung Millwall. Punditgames.co.uk, the number one football trivia quiz game, is the perfect gift for Christmas for the football head in your life. Select the Akdung Millwall drop-down when you're ordering. And the Lions Food Hub gets a little dropsy as a consequence, which is very nice. That's the reason why we do the show. That's the reason why we are working with Pundit on such a fantastic product. But just to give you a quick taster of the kinds of questions to expect in this football trivia game, you get uh, four, five questions in a row, correct, sorry, and you score a goal, beat your opponent over 45 or 90 minutes. Um, But this is the kind of question you can expect. This is one for the older listeners out there. I'm sure one or two of you are going to get this quite quickly. This is an England national team question. So this is a Chelsea legend, a goalkeeper who made 700 appearances for the Blues for Chelsea, keeping more than 200 clean sheets despite his heroics at Stamford Bridge. He rarely featured for the England side. But when Gordon Banks went down with food poisoning at the 1970 World Cup, this man was brought in and was made the scapegoat as England squandered a two-goal lead, never playing for England again. I think you'll all know this. Anyone of a certain age will know this. If you don't know this one, then you are too young to be listening to Akdung Millwall, dear listeners. So, Chelsea legend, um, played in the 1970 World Cup when England lost famously to West Germany, I think led 2-0. Who is that goalkeeper? You know who it is. We're going to give you the answer at the end of today's show. But for now, we're going to roll the theme music and then we're going to be talking initially to Neil Fissler and then... A torrent, an absolute torrent of voicemails. Thank you for listening, dear listeners. Answer at the end of the show. Hello? Hi, Nick. Jim Hackett here. Um, I thought I'd send this voicemail in at half-time of this game because if that's what we've got, then I don't know if I could make the whole of the, the next 45 minutes without smashing my phone up. Having watched... Us get absolutely ripped to shreds by Ipswich. I can't think of anything else to blame but the manager for the team he's put out. If he didn't watch the game on Saturday and see where the problems were and work on our defence, then he's got nobody else to blame for what's turned into an absolute bloody shambles. For a professional football outfit that can't pass the ball and he wants to play a passing game, 
I think the one thing we did get with Gary Rout was a defensive shape that actually they had to work hard sometimes to get through us. This team, Ipswich, they've not had to to get out of second gear to to run through us from the first bloody minute. And I don't know if I can do the second half because it's just driving me mad. And I've been bloody texting and bloody trying to vent me uh, feelings on the dog and he's not taking any interest in me. So uh, it's the only way I can do it. So I thought I'd put this in at half time and hopefully, hopefully send the second one later on when the, the match is finished that we've had a much better second half because if he doesn't change things, I think it's going to be a very short reign for Joe Edwards because this isn't acceptable what we've just seen for 45 minutes. Cheers, Nick. Come on, you Lions. You're listening to Achtung Norwalk, broadcasting from the beautiful South Berlin. Except no substitute. Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to the Achtung voicemail show. Um, always a favourite uh, of mine. Um, whether it'll be so after last night's debacle at Portman Road, I don't know. Um, joining me just to lead us off before we switch over to your voicemails. Uh, it's, it's a show regular. Always a welcome guest. It's Mr. Neil Fissler. How are you doing, Neil? Well, not too bad, mate. Not too bad in the grand scheme of things. It's only a game of football, isn't it? We were just discussing that, weren't we? <laughs> oh, the importance that we all attach to the doings of sports teams of whatever bat and ball or, or whatever sport in, you know you, you want to pick out really. But yeah, Millwall's three-one uh, loss last night at Portman Road versus Ipswich, who I thought looked a very very good outfit. And by contrast, Neil, we gave them the time, space, and um, opportunities to look brilliant. Um, it was a strange match last night. Um, the, the lack of drive and verve in our side um, was evident for me. I, I think some big problems on Joe Edwards' plate. Yeah, I think we've got a big cancer in the club. And that cancer is our dressing room. We've got a set of players who hid behind Gary Rowett and, and made him... Uh, the scapegoat for their failings. The full guy. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Yeah. well, okay. He's left us in a bit of a state. There are areas of the team, like our defence, that needed addressing. And he was too busy signing midfielders and and inadequate defenders. And it's left us in a whole heap of problems. But those players now have got nowhere to hide. There's nowhere to go for them, uh, except for out of the club, because that's make no two bones about it. <laughs> it was shocking. It was absolutely... Embarrassing performance. Embarrassing. embarrassing. It was. And uh, everything you said about there being no drive. The, yeah, we just stood down and watched them play football, didn't we? Uh, yeah, you can't really say an awful lot without going all Harry and uh, start swearing. But it, it just, oh, mate, um, I'm still at a loss. But the problem is the dressing room. Uh, like a lot of things at Millwall, from the top down, uh, people get very comfortable. And it's a perpetual problem at Millwall is that people get too comfortable in their 
existence. Yeah, um, yeah, no, I make you right. I, I don't know why we fall foul of this so much. Other clubs, maybe they do. I don't know them, so perhaps, perhaps not. I don't know, but I, I, I agree. Um, there are elements in that squad that let Gary Rowick down. I, I, I just had a, a similar conversation with uh, with Harry and, and the boys on, on, on our first show, but I, this. I, I think that it doesn't really matter to some extent, Neil. It doesn't matter what instructions the manager issues. I and mean, whether you like the formation or the approach, whether it be defence or attack minded football, whatever way you want to, whether you're trying to play like Pep or you're playing like, um, I don't know, Neil Warnock or whoever, if the players don't take 100% or give you 100% when they go onto the pitch, whatever your tactics, um, you're not. You're being shortchanged. I think Gary Rowett was shortchanged by his, this squad. I don't think they gave him one hundred percent, particularly in the latter latter period. Um, and Joe Edwards clearly, going by his post match press remarks and and on Mill TV, sees the same thing because he he that was three weeks in. That was quite a, a press conference to give, where he's, he's basically saying players are, um, you know. Not, not, not giving the got not they lack quality and they, they're not giving you hundred percent. I think that's quite an indictment of the squad, personally. Yeah, no, I, I would, I, I would wholeheartedly agree with it. Teams know where we're weak and they exploit where we're weak, and that's and that's our defence. Murray Wallace yeah. has been quite a good servant to this club, but unfortunately. It's one season too many, and, and it's a continual problem at Millwall. We are too loyal to people that we ought to have shifted on in the summer. Yeah, well, I know we've only got a small budget, and we've only got limited resources in comparison with other clubs. But you're not telling me that we couldn't have sorted this out in the summer. We're too loyal. And that, yeah, well, that starts from... From the Berylsons down, everybody I've tried to actually be too loyal to people, and it's coming back and it's biting us in the ass. I think we're lucky that there are three worse teams in this league than us, and so far, yeah, at the moment. But we, but we are in freefall. We are absolutely in freefall. Thank God we beat Plymouth. Thank God we beat Sheffield Wednesday. We got stuffed on Saturday. It was it was a stuffing. I, I know that there's some have taken some elements from the Saturday's match, three 0 versus Coventry, and said that there were some positives. Perhaps I don't know. But when you're getting thumped three 0 at home, and then we were thumped inside the first fifteen minutes last night, and we were two 0 down. They they were having chance upon chance. They hit the crossbar. Bart was performing his standard miracles in goal. We could have been four, five, you name it, six even arguably inside that first half. Um, dire, absolutely dire defending. Um, and it's, 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 it's the left side, you know. Yes, we can all talk about Murray Wallace, who will give you 100%, but has his limitations. But it's also some of the midfielders. I mean, so the, the shot for the first goal, the, the player, was it Chaplin for Ipswich? I can't think of the boy's name now. I think it was Chaplin. Um, had, eight, you know, hours of time to pick his spot on the in the D, on the edge of the penalty with no one challenging him. And that's unforgivable. 
I don't care that we're playing a passing style, and maybe that's a bit different to um, Rowett Ball, as we, we came to call it. These are professional footballers. They should be able to do some basic things, which is challenge and pass the ball to their own players. And it seems beyond them. I, I, I'm, I'm fascinated by how you can make it so far in a career. It's like you, you and me not being able to type, you know, you know, or, or, or string a word together, and yet somehow you've achieved a, a position. You know, it's, it's fascinating to me. But we were just woeful in some pretty fundamental areas of the game last night. I, I find it quite yeah, almost beyond description. Yeah, well, we can't pass the ball three yards, can we? Um, seems so. Yeah, no. we can't keep hold of the ball for more than three seconds. Well, three seconds would have been a miracle, I think, for most half <laughs> <laughs> last night. Yeah. And there are serious, serious problems. I actually think in midfield is one of our better positions. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it probably is, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, but it's probably a position where where if Savile plays well, and he has played well, let's be honest, uh, except for last night. He didn't have a good game last night. Last night was a mare all round, I think. I mean, the, the likes of Fleming and Longman didn't didn't do anything last night, I think. But Yeah, not um, Longman. Why in the earth are we signing a player that isn't good enough to get in whole side? Hull aren't Manchester City. They're in the same bloody division as we are. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, the questions... I mean, some of the choices... I mean, I, I I get a need to freshen the side up, as the football cliche has it, after a 3-0 uh, shellacking on Saturday. So... I slightly struggle with bringing Hutch back into defence in place of Jake Cooper because I'm not sure you're really gaining much by that. But I don't understand how long when this. I don't. I don't see what he's bringing to the side particularly. Um, I think Fleming. Fleming ghosted through the through the whole game, Neil, last night. I, mean, I know he's a good player, but you got to show it. Like I said, I think on a previous edition, you know, if you don't show it, you're no use at all to anybody, are you, mate? I think we've said it all season. I think that he had his head turned in the summer, and I'll continue to say that he had his head turned in the summer. He doesn't really want to be here, but the challenge to him is is to play well enough so he isn't here. But at the moment, people are going to take a look at him and think he's absolute dog shit. Unless he wants to go back to Holland, back to the Netherlands football, which, um, I mean, there was an interview with him on... um, on Mill TV, where he said the pace of the game in the Netherlands is not as hot as it is in the Championship. Well, if you aspire to be anything more than playing at this level, it gets hotter still in the Premier League. You know, it's not. Um, it's it's breakneck in the Premier League, isn't it? Christ, well, you've got Jesus. and there's no room for error. I mean, maybe we should have taken the Burnley money. I don't know. Um, yeah, but, but there we are. Increasingly, like we probably should have taken the Burnley money. But obviously, we had our valuation, and they didn't yeah. make that valuation. So, but they, but we've got to stop making excuses. I think the time now is getting where Joe Edwards. He said he, he said we weren't going to see radical change. I think, I think was the it words to that effect. Yeah, yeah. When he first took over, I think yeah. the time is, Sam. You've got to start kicking some heads in in that dressing room. You have to start upsetting people. And if people aren't in your plans, make them train with the under-23s. Yeah.
Hello Nick, hello listeners. Ben Anthony here, calling in on Thursday after the debacle of last night against Ipswich. Um, I don't think anyone's going to be have been hugely surprised by the result. Uh, I certainly wasn't expecting us to get uh, anything from the Ipswich game. But it's the manner of the defeat that counts. And it was so poor, wasn't it? The, the first half, I thought, was absolutely atrocious. I think it might be the worst we've been this season, although I think Norwich, the Norwich game was also really, really terrible. We didn't offer anything going forward. We weren't able to string a pass together. But the defending was all over the place. Uh, and and I, I I listened to Joe Edwards, uh, his words after the, the game. He, he had an interview with Sky and he's also done an interview with the club. And in both he says the same thing. He talks about the the requirement to do the basics. He talks about the requirement to to stand up and, and have a bit of fight and have a bit of pride in themselves and keep your heads up and, and, and work together and fight together. And I agree with him. I didn't see any of that from the players. We, we've we spoken um, with before the Rowett sacking about the fact that the players have to take some responsibility for the poor performances this season. It can't all be the manager. I don't lay any blame with Joe Edwards. I think it would be ridiculous for anyone to because he's he's a couple of weeks in and the players should be giving absolutely everything they've got to gain a place in this team and get a, get a place in his system um, and prove what they're worth. And if that's what they're doing, I mean, Christ, they've all got to go. It, it's absolutely awful. So I've got the, pro- the problem last night is with the players and I do agree with what the manager said. I thought it was very bold what he did say and I hope that... Uh, it gets a response on Saturday, and I hope that the you know the crowd back the team and and uh, as as we 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 you know always do, and that they do respond and they do pay us back a little bit because that was absolutely awful. The defending is so basic and really really poor last night. The the first goal, it's just a calamity. It you know failure to to, to stop a cross from coming into the box. Failure to respond to win the first ball, the first header, and then no one anywhere near um, getting the second ball. And it's just an easy shot. And it, it Actually, I say it's an easy shot. There's about five bodies in the way, but it just it, the pathway opens up for the shot to go through to the goal. Um, it's not Bart's fault. Bart, again, I thought was man of the match. He played really well, but made a couple of miracle saves again. So it should, have, it should really have been about 6-0. Um, I think we were lucky to lose 3-1. I'm not even going to talk about our goal. What a waste of time, because what's the point? Uh, yeah, there's, there's a big job for Joe Edwards to do. And um, some of the players need to, to learn some hard truths. And I think some of them have just got to go. It's, it's not been good. Um, so, yeah, hopefully we'll be a bit happier on Saturday. But, yeah, right now... Uh, I've I've even had a day to to think over it and and try and calm down, but I'm still fed up. I'm still not happy. Um, so yeah, I'm not ready to to get over this one yet. Anyway, talk to you on next week. Bye.
Hi Nick, uh, Danny from Calgary here. First time calling in. Uh, love what you do, mate. Keep it up. Uh, just want to say, I didn't expect anything today, really. But that first half was shocking, really. Um, I don't know. Like, I wasn't a big fan of that starting lineup, to be honest. Um, but I don't think you can point the blame on Edwards just yet. I've, I, I'm not really sure how the club thought that defence was okay going into after the transfer period. Um, oh God, you knew Murray Wallace was done. He's just not good enough. Um, I know we got Joe Bryan and obviously he's injured. But yeah, that we needed to add to that defence. The, the two lone players we got, I don't know what, I don't know what's going on there. Obviously, Dinore is a, a great, a great purchase, but everything else is, yeah, it's just not really great, is it? Um, hopefully he can change it around. Obviously, I want to see what he can do in January, see who he might bring in and who might leave. Um, but yeah, hopefully onwards and upwards because we're looking at that relegation place now. So anyway, come on your lines. Cheers, Nick. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Agree. I think something something radical surgery is required because there was there was no I didn't see much spirit on Saturday. There was certainly no spirit last night in the side. Um, we were getting pushed around by the the opposition. There's no Millwall stand your ground quality. Um, I think someone posted online. I can't, it might have been Phil actually who said uh, Imarku took a bash in the first. Like, where was where were our players to back him up? You know this is this is basic Millwall. Mentality, let alone whether you're any any good or not, you you back your mates in that in that situation. It's a and, sign that they don't care. Yeah, yeah, paid, yeah. yeah. But they're getting paid their ten grand a week, whatever they're on, and they'll be on good money because they're playing in the championship. Yeah, but they just do not give a monkey a hoot, a hoot, a monkeys, whatever you want to really call do it. Care, yeah, we've got. Players in that back four, Hutchinson, 
Why in the earth is he still in our side? He's not good enough. I'm quicker than him, and I've got a knackered bloody knee. Yeah? <laughs> Honestly. Murray I think it's, I think it's what you, the point you made earlier, Neil, is, is this lack of the best sides, the top sides in football. Is, and the recipe is not difficult to see. They are ruthless. They they kill their darlings in, 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 in the big moments. You know, players are moved on when their moment has passed. And assessing that can be, that's the art form of the game, I suppose. But... Um, we've never been any good. I think we we still think that Hutch now is is the Hutch of three or four years ago when he was a crucial player. But these moments do pass, and we haven't we certainly haven't um, moved anyone on that's that's going to change that uh, so far. I, I imagine that's the scale of Joe Edwards' task. It's it's actually looking on a similar scale to the turnaround that George Graham achieved back in. Um, 84, 85, was it? When, or was it? No, the 83-84 season when he almost produced yeah, a new team. Yeah, well, 83, 84, 84, That's 85, right. he, he only brought in uh, two or three players, I think, at the start of that but season. But he almost reshuffled the whole side, Neil, didn't he? Um, he did. to, to escape relegation. He did. Uh, but he needs to do something now, Joe Edwards. He cannot stick by these players anymore because you've just seen that these players they just couldn't give them they just couldn't care less they really couldn't care less they're picking up their wages at the end of the month and they're quite happy aren't they it's a baptism of fire for him i mean he has no managerial experience other than you know reserve team football blah and so on at, at chelsea and everton and england blah 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 um, so it's a big moment because these are the kinds of moments where top managers earn their crust and, and, and finding a route through this. He's chosen to go public with his criticisms of the squad on, on, on the club's television service and also with the press. So that's out there now. You can't keep on playing that card. You do have to back it with change in the side. I think that's the only thing he's got left. And I can guess, Neil, because we don't have a, a vast number of resources to play with, it's going to involve bringing some of the kids in. To well, at least at least give him honesty, you know. Yeah, well, yeah, but let's be honest. Yeah, but they can't be doing any worse than the. Than no, they can't. No, they can't. Like, I'd person, I'd personally like to see Ryan Leonard given a go at centre back. <laughs> well, same same as I mean, I know he's a, he, you know, he's he's, he's fragile, and, and and we all get that. But certainly, he'll bring some form of leadership to the, uh, you know, to to the back line. I mean, there's, there's many of the youth players. I mean, you could probably always argue that you're, uh, the, what's the other cliche, you win nothing with kids. But at the same time, we're winning nothing with experienced players. So yeah, we ain't going to uh, win anything with donkeys, are we? That we've got. We've got a load of car horses and we ain't going to certainly win anything with them, are we? No. 3-0 down at half-time. should have been 4-5, in my opinion. Anyway, we got through to half-time at 3-0. Second half was a routine knockabout um, for Ipswich. I don't think they really ever needed to get out of third gear. Didn't need, Certainly didn't need to shift into fourth or even fifth. Um, and we got a goal via, um, the, uh, via, via Nisbet late on. Um, I, I noticed online that uh, Tom Bradshaw's getting slaughtered, Neil. I, I think that's... I think that's slightly unfair. He wasn't given much service last night at all. And he's, he's leading the line. He will chase and chase. And I guess that that's, you know, compared maybe with more a player of more talent, such as Nisbet. 
Um, people might might um, look askance on that, but I think he's actually one of the more honest players in that side. If you're looking for faults last night, you've got to be looking further back in the side. I'd, I'd certainly look at that front three of Honey. Um, Imarku didn't was taken out half time, but otherwise um, uh, Fleming and Longman. I don't really, I didn't see anything out of those two last night at all. Yeah, but it isn't rocket science. How did that goal come about? The we first put one. The ball into the box. Yeah. We put the ball into the into the edge of the six yard box and this bit finished. Oh, the middle goal. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. 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 yeah it's not rocket science. Yeah. No. Saying it for quite some time, you give these players service, and and, and well, there's quite a good chance you might score a goal. Uh, produce um big. Yeah, yeah, every Millwall side has to have a scapegoat, and at the minute, it's yeah, but it's obviously Longman. Uh, I did Bradshaw, I suppose, Bradshaw. up front. That's the first time I've seen Bradshaw get any kind of stick because he does run, he does run, he does run, but yeah. he is starved. If, yes. Yeah, one thing that goal did prove was that if we have players out wide and they can get the ball into the box, there's a quite a good chance we might score. So it's it's just uh, it's just so frustrating. Uh, what's George Honeyman done? Since he's been here, he runs around a bit, and yeah, he didn't do much. I don't, I didn't understand the substitution. I mean, Joe Edwards would have to explain why you're taking out a marker. I've done nothing wrong for me. I mean, in that first half, honest, I don't want to slaughter a marker, but he's got a lot to learn. He's got a lot to learn. I do agree with you there. Yeah, he went down too quickly, too often. Yeah, I think, I think he was brushed a couple of times and. Went down like a deck of cards, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. he can't do that. He, he needs to. Somebody needs to say, "A, you don't. You know, if you get a reputation, we're going to get nothing. Well, we get very little anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so if you keep on going down, we're going to get even less. Yeah. And and even if you are fouled and you get that reputation. You've got the doubt in the referee's mind. It's only a small group that gets a referee. Yeah, and, and the names get known, don't they? Yeah, we all talk to each other. Yeah, and they'll say, oh, yeah, now I've got Millwall this weekend. Oh, problems I had with that and Marco last week. Yeah. Coming down too easily. And that plants a seed, doesn't it? And things we can like do, we can do with all the help we can get. We've got Sunderland on Saturday now. I mean, I, I must admit, I, I actually went to uh, watch Mill play Coventry last Saturday, listeners, with a degree of optimism. But I can't say I'm looking forward to seeing what happens Saturday because it's, um, you know, maybe if there's some radical change, it'll be an interesting afternoon. But um, I, I, at the moment, it feels like we're just waiting for the next pounding, and that's that's not what you what we're used to at the den, is it? What we're missing is we're actually missing what Amarku's got, and that's pace. Yeah. Bit of pace. And yeah. it takes a lot off it. And Sunderland will come down here and they're going to be thinking, oh, three points here today, boys, if we don't commit Harry Carey or something similar. Yeah. But it should be the kind of game that we're up for because. I think there's going to be a big crowd in which, uh, again, which I think, uh, which I think is 
proven a bit of bit of a hinderance, isn't it? Every time we give <laughs> it's a very Millwall situation. <laughs> I mean, I think I think the Sunderland end is is pretty much sold out. I'm going to guess it's going to get close to another sellout because yeah. um, they're a big name, big club, and people will turn out to watch them. And um, um, it'll be, yeah, we also have all the tourists in town. For the tourists the- are in town. Oh, it's yeah. one of the big fixtures of the season. The Millwall are playing Sunderland is a big fixture in our season. And I'm going to guess it's going to get close to another sellout. As you say, um, how this has come to pass, I don't know. But the the more sellouts we get, or the near sellouts, the less we perform. I I, I, I mean, I keep coming back to the same basic point, Neil. And uh, um, I think we're probably both singing from the same songbook, that there's a a fundamental lack of spine in that side. It's comfy. It's It's got comfy. And there's, but there's no Millwall um, bollocks in the side. You know, there's no one that's going to really not accept getting beaten. And I think we just give in too easy. Last night we gave in way too easily. Yeah, but the whole club's in cruise control. You try yeah. spending money at the club. It's impossible. Yeah. 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 It, it, the whole club has got... I hate the word culture. Because yeah. in this kind of... The culture of the club is wrong. Everybody's in cruise control, and and there are some very good people that work at the club. Yeah, and there are. Yeah. Not tar everybody with the same brush. Yeah, but you can't spend money. Uh, somebody wanted somebody wanted to buy an executive package, and nobody got back to them. And I saw that. Yeah. Things like that. It's just. It's just. Oh, it needs somebody to get in that club and it needs somebody to kick a few arses to be quite Shake honest. it up. This, this, and, if... and that's exactly the same as in the dressing room. You know, the players wield too much power. Hello? Hi, Nick. It's Matt Richards here. Um... Oh, that was awful. Absolutely awful. Um, I genuinely feel we're going to lose by two or three on Saturday uh, if nothing changes. Jack Clark is just going to have a field day. You just imagine. Um, he'll be licking his lips. Um, every day be- between now and then, we just need to be on that training pitch working on shape. I mean, we just need to f- face it. Our players can't play the way he wants them to play. Um, Murray... Hatch, Cooper, Harding, they're not suddenly going to be able to play the ball or turn into Usain Bolt. They're tryers, but it, you know, they haven't got the pace and they're limited in the capabilities. And you've got Norton Cuffey and Mark USA, they're, they're not going to suddenly be raw. You know, they are raw. Uh, and then, you know, we've got Leonard Bryan, always going to be, have an injury. Bradshaw's not suddenly going to turn into Johan Cruyff. So the, the big the big question is, will he be able to bring in players that can do what he wants them to do, and when? Because that's 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 the concern I've got. Is that if you know I've got Saturday, Cardiff, Leicester, you know, if we could be we could be down in near the bottom three or close, we're near the bottom three already, but actually in the bottom three. So it's um. How big are Bellison's pockets? You know, what sort of conversations have been had with the management um, and Aldo to bring in players? Because 
we're going to need players. If he continues to play like that, otherwise we need to go back to how Rowett used to play. That's how Rowett did well. Like it or lump it, it was it was pragmatic, practical football, which you know got us there by hook or by crook. It wasn't exciting, but what would you rather have? What would you rather have after yesterday's performance, Saturday's performance? What would you rather have? Anyway, that's that's all I can think of at the moment. Really, um, it's a tough one. Yeah, just fingers crossed for uh, fingers crossed for Saturday. Okay, cheers, Nick. Come on, your lines. Hello, Nick. Bill Slack. This is a re-recording of um, what I recorded last night because um, I, I it was a little bit emotional and. Uh, I think I sounded like a complete knob, even more of a knob than I usually sound, if if that's possible. I'm um, I'm 53 now, which I know is a spring chicken in your terms, but I've seen relegation seasons before, too many of them, to be honest, and um, this feels like a relegation season for me. Um, we've lost any semblance uh, of an organised football team. Um, Usually with relegations, all sorts of things come together. Uh, change of manager, um, change of style. Uh, Mick McCarthy, Jimmy Nicol, anyone. Um, and that combined with the complete loss of confidence in the side. Complete lack. I mean, we're bereft of anything that remotely resembles a, a championship side at the moment. I mean, I re-recorded this because it sounded like I was being quite harsh on Joe Edwards, which is is completely unfair. He really does speak well, whether that's an awful lot of expensive media training at his various other jobs, I'm I'm, I'm not sure. But I think my issue was always with his, his inexperience and just how much adversity he'd had in his career up to this point. Would I rather have a manager in charge at the moment that had 300 championship games under his belt I probably would um, I mean, surely the key to any good manager or coach is that you set up the side with what you've got um, and I think that if you can you know, work, work all week with a set of players work on, on Ipswich's strengths what what's going to what they're going to do, what they're strong at, which is exactly what he said in his post-match interview. And then those players run on the pitch and almost do the complete opposite. Either the players are a little bit thick and don't know what they're doing, or you're not getting across what you expect of them. So I, I think that combination of the change of manager, quite a dramatic change of style, and the quality of the squad the confidence of the squad says to me that we are banging trouble. I don't know where the next win's coming from. Um, let's, let's be honest with Ipswich last night. The, 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 they stopped playing in the second half. Quadruple substitution. Game's over. Took the foot off the gas. You, 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 you see it almost every time a team goes 3-0 up at half-time. Usually ends up 3-0, 4-1, 3-1. That's exactly what happened to us last night. They took their foot off our neck. Um, so I don't take any positive out of the second half. 
nice to see Nisbet scoring. I wouldn't suggest otherwise. I was sitting there watching it last night and I didn't go. And do you know what? Fair play to all those that did go. Um, I, I mean, being subjected to that <laughs> in that weather, I, I just, you know, my, my utmost respect to you. Um, but what I was thinking last night, how many of our players are getting that Ipswich squad? I think they'd have Dinore as a squad player. Um, I think they'd probably take Fleming, keeping their fingers crossed he, he actually played to his potential. Um, although that is uh, it's a distant memory at the moment, isn't it? Um, with him. I don't think any other player in that squad gets gets in that gets in that Ipswich team. They'd prob they'd almost certainly take SA as well, but he's not even playing for us at the minute. So yeah, I am worried. I'm a bit miserable. I don't want to see League One football down there. We're in a position now where we've made this statement appointment of a manager and that board will stick with him through thick and thin. But the doom monger in me says, well, three tough games coming up. Is it beyond the realms of possibility that we lose all three? Then suddenly we've lost five on the spin. And... The whole atmosphere around the place um, just deteriorates, gets worse. Um, and we all find ourselves in a really horrible position, more horrible than we're in now. Um, but I'll be there Saturday, hoping that the penny drops um, for some of them and we learn to defend again. But um, yeah, this was far more reason than the, the nonsense I shouted at the phone last night. I'll speak to you soon. Thanks a lot. Cheers, Link. Achtung, Milwal. I mean, it's, it's early, early in the reign of Joe Edwards. I mean, already I'm seeing all sorts of nonsense on X. I mean, I don't go on the House of Fun anymore, but um, I'm guessing that there's going to be people calling for his, his, his head already and, and all the rest of it. Yeah, there are people um, saying that it could be a disastrous appointment, one of the worst ever, and oh, do me a favour. Charlton have got plenty of seats down the road. Fuck off down now. <laughs> They've got a big stadium, that's for yeah. sure. I mean, I, I think I, I like... I like. We don't know how it's going to work out with Joe Edwards. I mean, I think we've got to say that, listeners. We don't know how it's going. To, no manager's career is ever set. You know, things happen. But you look for what is his aspiration. He's trying to get us to play the next level of football. And I've had this conversation already. But are we forever just going to be a, a League One to lower Championship bounce team, backwards and forwards, playing? Fundamentally, four four two with some version of Steve Morrison up front and Lee Gregory look alike alongside him, or are we going to try and play the kind of football Neil that has taken teams upwards? Because we've all seen where the traditional Mill style gets us; it doesn't get us far enough if if we're going to be ambitious. Um, I do think James Barrelson is ambitious. I do think that he's he's hired uh, Joe Edwards with the intention of taking us to that next level. Now, the, the change will be will be painful. And, I, I, you know, last night was a painful start. But I don't disagree with the aspiration. Otherwise, you're forever accepting that you're small time, that you're, you know, a kind of a, a Rotherham United where you go up one year, go down the next. And, and that's that's your that's your, 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 your bobbing level, you know, between those two leagues. I think we've got to look for a bit more than that out of our time at the, on, on this planet. Yeah, I think that, 
part of the problem is we haven't got the players to play the, the way that he wants no, to play. No, no. agree the there, 100%. Aren't good enough. The players we've got, or well, some of them, are not good enough. And no. I was thinking, yeah, but I was thinking the other day that he's really got a free hit this season, Joe Edwards. I think that it's concerning that I'm reading that people are saying, oh, well, the club have already said there's not going to be that much money to spend in January. We need to spend money in January, otherwise we are. Well, yeah. But also, it's not it's not good business practice. I mean, I'm not I am not a businessman, listeners. I've never made my living in a profitable industry. But you don't go around advertising how much money you've got to spend before you go into the market, do you? It's like it's like me rolling into a a car showrooms near with a stack of tenors twenty sticking out my top pocket. You're you're there for the you're right for the taking. True, but you don't want to start pleading poverty. No, places because well then you because because then then if you're an agent who do wield the power, yeah, yeah, there's a balance to be struck. I I I I, I take that point. And the ambition's not there. They'll think, and I don't know. Something (laughs) needs to be done, and something needs to be done radically. I'm hoping we've got enough. Um, in our squad and with, as you said already, the three worst teams and us to at least survive. Because I think if we don't get it right in January, we do have a problem. Um, but we're a long way short of talking relegation yet. But that's that's the that's the monster that lurks on the horizon. Um, yeah, I don't want to mention the R word because I think there definitely are three worst teams and us in the league. I think you can... For sure. And... But then again, I would settle for fourth bottom at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> Figure freeze the, freeze the season. What a carry on. But then again, Millwall have played in, yeah, in the last three, four, five years. With, well, we've had these awful spells, but then we've put in quite a decent little run of results where we've gone unbeaten for eight or yeah. ten games. And we've Oisted ourselves right up the table, but unfortunately, at, at, at the moment, you can't see that happening, can you? You just wonder where it's going to come from, and there's just no desire, no fight. There's no anything really, is there? Within that, nothing on on offer last night. Let's let's wait and see what what, what Saturday brings and see what radical change that Joe Edwards can can muster up. I can't let you go, Neil, without mentioning your books with victorpublishing.co.uk, Story of the Season. It was uh, 1964-65, 65-66. And uh, 87-88. <laughs> I'm missing one. Which, which is the other yeah, one I'm missing? You need to do it because... It... Yeah, you do it. You do it because you'll know it. 64-65, 65-66. Yep. Just finishing 71 72. Right. Uh, 75 76. 75 76. Uh, I believe 84 85 went live a couple of days ago. Uh, right. 87 88 and 88 89. Prolific, prolific stuff from Neil there. They're very, very good books, listeners. Yes. If you're looking for um, a, a stocking filler kind of present, I think these are, these are fantastic. 
Um, you can get them via victorpublishing.co.uk. Excellent accounts of some of the most, um, well, landmark seasons in, in recent Millwall history, certainly. Um, but no, they've, they've, um, I, I recommend them. I, I've really enjoyed I've, I've got the, the four of them. The 75, 76 was the one that didn't spring to my mind as I'm yapping away. But they're all, each one's excellent, Neil. And you've got little snippets of information about, you know, the wider Millwall world at the time as well. Yeah, yeah, well, let's face it. Yeah, but it's the only thing prolific apart from our run of defeats at the minute, isn't it? <laughs> Neil's Neil's authorship. <laughs> oh, the- oh, and the and the Akdong Millwall calendar, which oh. will obviously benefit the uh, the food hub. There's a, a a link on the X, um, my X uh, feed. Um, you can use my online shop if you don't want to do that, and I don't blame you if you don't want to do that. Um, you can pick up a copy at Kelly's Lions Food Hub stand behind the uh, Coldblow Lane end on Saturday. And also there's the Mill uh, Supporters Club, Mill Supporters Club stand, also behind the CBO end. They've got uh, calendars there, ten or each. Um, they're in little envelopes, so you don't have to get them battered up. Um, and they support the the work of the Lions Food Hub. Excellent, um, excellent charity. They're able to, so far, we've managed to generate two hundred quid for the charity. Christmas time is coming, so um, do get one if you're in the mood on Saturday. Um, uh, yeah, but if you're not in the mood, get one. Otherwise, me and H will come around and talk to you for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want that. <laughs> I'm going to leave it there. Big thank you, Neil Fisher, for joining the show today, mate. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, mate. No problem at all. Hello? Hi, Nick. Uh, Jim Hackett, back again. I managed to keep hold of my phone for the second half, and uh, it wasn't much better, but at least if there's any positives, at least we've got a goal. And I think um, the goal showed that Nesbitt, with his layoff, his movement and his finish um, probably should have started the game, but that's uh, another one for the manager, isn't it? I think the more I watched the game, the more I, th- I thought, you, you look at all the players we've got at our disposal. Um, he made big statements when he came in. Aldridge made the big statement when he came in and so did everybody else about the thorough process they went through to get Joe Edwards in. Now, he saw what we had. He wanted to take the job. So if he can't get more out of those players, then I wonder how much he did see that we had because with the best will in the world, that wasn't a head coach or a manager inspiring players. And this is only his third game. So if he can't inspire them a bit better than that, to actually work a bit harder, to fight a little bit more and to, to show a bit more passion and a little bit more professionalism as footballers, then he really he could be looking for another job pretty soon, isn't he? Because that was woeful. The the match for us was over in 15 minutes and it shouldn't be like that. We're, we're a better set of players than that and I'm not having it, it's the players because they're good or they're bad, but they will take inspiration from their manager. And for me now, Joe Edwards, I'll give him till Christmas, but I'll tell you what, if this is what we've got to look forward to, he might not last till Christmas. So... Let's uh, live the fight again and hope that there's three other worse teams than us. Because I think looking at us tonight, other teams will be looking at us like we looked at Sheffield Wednesday and we looked at Rotherham and we were heading that way ourselves. And we weren't that way before. So hopefully we'll push on and uh, improve. So let's wait till Saturday. 
Come on, you lions. Hi, Nick. Lawrence Binney here. Uh, never has the phrase men against boys ever been so appropriate um, in describing a, a game of football. I'm actually still watching it. It's about 70 minutes. Um, but let's face it, you know, nothing's going to nothing's gonna turn around at this point. Um, yeah, kind of riffing off the men, men against boys cliche. Watching us attack is a bit like, you know, when you have a little kid and you take something off him and you put it on a shelf and, uh, and you try and you watch him kind of get a chair and try uh, desperately, vainly to try and get it back off that shelf. But the shelf is like 12 foot up near the ceiling and you watch him sort of jump up and down, huff and puff. Um, and it's sort of pitiful. That's kind of what watching us going forward is like at the moment. Um, and then defensively, it's like frying a toddler into a rugby field. You know, just watching them get absolutely flattened by um, superior superior footballers, grown men. Um, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I, I watched the Coventry game. I was at the Coventry game and I uh, thought we played some nice stuff. Um, blunt in attack but you know probably lost the game at key points this has just been dreadful from start to finish um, absolutely no no tenacity no bite nothing nothing at all nothing we look slow we look unfit uh, we're unable to keep the ball there are several players in the squad that are clearly not cut out to play the kind of football that Joe Edwards wants to play um, and we are going to have to ride, ride, ride quite a fucking storm of shit, I think, before he gets his ideas implemented. Um, we need about three or four players. Definitely need a centre-half. Definitely need some width. Need a striker. Um, Jesus. Fucking shit. Hi, Nick. Stephen, the Devon Exile here. Last night against Ipswich, we were up against a side that are playing very, very well with extreme confidence. But most importantly, they've got a very firm set identity. They knew where they were playing. They knew where they were passing. They knew where they should be positioned, etc., etc. They had a game plan. That was up against us, who were in absolute shambles. We basically have adopted, or not adopted, we have taken on Joe Edwards, which is fine. But he has adopted a squad that does not have the skill set or the mindset because of previous regimes playing cautious football that fits with his ethos. He's used to having a wealth of talent, talent from the Chelsea under-21s, the England under-21s and so on at his disposal. Let's face it, half our squad are League One standard or below. However... We do have enough spirit, enough skill set in many of the players that we have got. And we have the potential to produce a side that will play a game of football that we, the Neanderthal hordes of war fans, expect. One with fight, one with direction, one with understanding. Now, look, the M25 wasn't built in a day, and this isn't going to happen overnight. To expect it to do so was ludicrous. However, it's going to take many transfer windows, patience and investment from Berylson, culling of this squad that we've got, and 
finding some unearthed gems to actually give rep, have a a team that are out there that are going to play the football that Joe Edwards ideally wants us to play, an effective game of football, an effective team spirit, an effective team performance. And it's going to happen if we all stop bitching our asses off, as we usually do, and show a bit of patience. Now, last night was embarrassing. There's no two ways about it. But there's still hope. Come on, you Lions. Hi, Nick. Angelo here, mate. Um, I, I didn't go to it, Switch. I, I watched it on the telly, mate. I just, I just wanted to give my my say on, on, on proceedings this evening. Um, a bit worried with the, with the manager calling out the players after two defeats. Like, he keeps going on about the basics, the basics, the basics. I've not got a problem with him roasting the players, but I'm just not sure whether he should be doing it publicly. You know, maybe that should be a bit like even the pundits and the Sky Studios were going. You know, that that was a scathing, scathing uh, post-match talk from from Edwards. You know, going on about the basics and um, yeah, I'm just uh, I'm just a little bit worried. I'm still, you know, listen, it's early days. I'm backing him. Yeah, one hundred percent, I'm backing him. But maybe a little bit of an experience is coming out here because um, on a managerial side with the TV, the media, etc., etc. But I just don't think he should be doing that. Um, I think that should be behind closed doors. Do you know what I mean? He should just come, he should be coming up and, uh, you know, on, on, on the screens and uh, trying to be as positive as he can. But obviously he's frustrated. You know, like they said, he's he's worked with class players all his life and now he's, he's got to work with, with, with our, our mob, you know. So, um, so, yeah, a little bit worried, but like I said, I'm backing him. I'm, I'm backing him, mate, yeah. Um, you know, we're playing a little bit better football, but um wasn't happy with Cooper getting dropped. I don't think you should drop Cooper. Um I wasn't happy that Longman played, but credit to Longman, he's, he's one of our better players tonight, yeah? So he proved me wrong there. Um Imaku, if you're going to play Imaku, you have to play him up front. You cannot bung him on a wing. The guy's not a winger. From what I've seen with my eyes, Imaku is not a winger. When we put him up front against Preston, he was dangerous. He was causing them problems. So, Imaku, no more on the wing, please. If you're going to play the kid, stick him up front. If not, send him out on loan. Uh, because, it, yeah, he just didn't do anything, did he? Um, and um, got to bring Leonard into the team, mate. We just got to bring him in. We just need some some more so, so, solid, you know, some, some some more solid players in there. Um, but yeah, listen. Ipswich are a very, very good team. And, yeah, we got annihilated that first half. Um, Nisbet looked a lot a lot, a lot brighter when he come on. Um, Brad, Bradshaw doesn't do it for me, mate. You know, I, Nisbet's got to start. But, um, but, yeah, that's it really, mate. Um, that's all I want to say, Nick. Um, terrible, but we've got to keep fighting on. We've got a couple of more tough games. We've got Cardiff and Leicester, very tough games, and Sunderland, obviously. And then we've got a run of games that we, that we can win, mate. So let's hope he sorts these guys out, mate. But uh, we'll be there on Saturday, and hopefully uh, we'll get a result Saturday. Come on, you Lions. Morning, Nick. Jim Littler, just a few observations from last night. It seems that uh, Joe Edwards has inherited a Fiat 500, and everyone expects him to compete in a Formula 1 race, to be honest. Listen, it's going to take a lot of time to find out about the players. He can watch as many videos as he wants, but until he's working with them every day and seeing them in matches close up, it's only then that he's going to realise how much dross 
has been brought into the club by a certain person. And those people that were brought in, they were brought in to play a certain way, which was negative defensive football. And to a certain degree, it was successful. But if we're going to change it and we want to see a more exciting team and a more attacking team and quick team, the fella's got to, he's got to be given time. The only thing I was a little bit disappointed with last night was, all right, drop Cooper, fair enough, but how Murray Wallace kept his place in the team, I'm not quite sure that was the right thing to do. He's got Malarkey, who's this young kid who was superb for the under-23s. It's got to be time to give the, the boy a go. Same with Essay. You know, he's hardly played any, any minutes under Joe, and you've got to question... What's he seen in training that makes him think that SA can't make a difference to this team? Because we think as fans that SA's got all the qualities to open defences up and get us on the front foot. The other thing which I was very disappointed in really was the top for Imaku coming off and Honeyman coming on. You know, if you're going to drop Honeyman... Well, actually, if you go back to Saturday, he brought Honeyman off after an hour on Saturday, which suggests that, you know, he didn't think he was playing particularly well, not that any of them were. Then he drops him, but then he brings him on at half-time, when he could have quite easily brought SA on at half-time for Imarku. Or just leave Imarku on. You know, you can't keep just blaming the younger players if it's not working out. And I think that we've got to give him time. I've said on the old Twitter last night, or X, whatever you want to call it, that it's only three games in, it's not time to panic, but if he's making these sorts of decisions 10, 15 games down the line, then yeah, I'll be the first to question how good a coach he is. It's a bit too early to be questioning it just yet, but I was a little bit surprised at one or two of the choices he made last night. I appreciate that, you know, he's got to, he's got to try and get points and he's got to try and work out the team and, and how we're going to go forward and change the style of play while still getting points on the board. Because the championships, are, it's a brutal league, as we know. And yeah, we are down there, but we ain't, we ain't going down. 100% we're not going down. I'd rather he just spent the first 10, 15 games chucking loads of different players in. A lot of the kids, even some of those, the, the young'uns like Tom Leahy, Abdul Malik, you know, get him in and around that first team. Get them minutes on that pitch. Because I'd rather we lose games 3-0, 3-1, 4-0, 5-0, whatever it is over the next few games, having, having had a look at these young kids that we've got and this talent that we've got. Because there's no point saying, well, we'll get to January and then we'll bring a load of loan players in. The loan players over the past couple of years are part of the reason why we've actually not taken a step forward because they come in on loan they're not Millwall players. They've not got loads to play for. They come in, they take a wage, and then they invariably go back to their, their clubs. How many loan players have we signed? That will tell you the answer. Hardly any, if any. So I'm not overly disappointed. I'm not, well, I'm not overly unsurprised, if you like, that we lost to Ipswich. You know, they're a good side and they're clinical. And their three goals were clinical. I mean, you could say schoolboy defending. I watched them again this morning and... You know, I think first the first two definitely. We had seven players in the box and have still managed to get the shot off and, and, and have scored the goals. But I do feel that, you know, it's still early days. 
he's got players that I'm sure if he was if he was picking a team from scratch from a selection of players that he could go out and get then most of these players in our team would actually be in our team we've got three or four definite first teamers but the rest are much of a muchness and, and the guy just needs a bit of time so listen we go again against Sunderland on a Saturday um, another home game which will be not far off a sellout uh, hate to say it we'll probably struggle again but let's just start to see a little bit more of like I say the talent that we've got that would be my message so anyway well done to the uh, 1300 odd who went last night it was absolutely Baltic so uh, I'm sure they had a fantastic journey back so well done to them and listen keep your chins up boys come on you Lions morning Nick oh my god that was a, a tough one to watch that's for certain um I said on the calling show on Sunday that I was looking forward to last night's game. Reasons behind that was because Ipswich at the top, they have a style of football they play. Millwall are changing their style. And it's two young coaches that want to play the football the modern way. Let's just put it like that, I think. And... And that's the reason. So we got up here, minus one already at half past six. That's always a good start. But from the kickoff, well, the team lineup. We'll go. I'll go over that in a second. But the kickoff, it's like we started hoofing it, and I was like, "Hang on, this he's not on the script." And I just feel that with that set president for the actual remainder of the uh, the game. The lineup, um, he dropped Cooper, whether that was injury or form, it was, a, it was a weird one. Bringing in Hutchinson now, again, Hutchinson, he's a great he's servant for the club. But to come back into that environment, so just like that, that for me was alarm bells. But you know, he's what it is. The only thing I could think of, Nick, really, is that he wants to see as many players play in different formations as quickly as possible so that he can make his final, as you could say, best 11. That's the only thing I can think of, and that's why dropping Cooper was the reason. Um, there was, I can't really praise anyone last night. The only people we could praise is. 1,200 of us that decided to come up here in freezing temperatures in which that depleted very quickly after 40 minutes after the third goal went in. But, you know, Millwall's got one in the locker, haven't they? That they play absolutely shambles. And uh, we were taught a valuable, very, very valuable footballing lesson last night. But he needs to, um, as I said, it's, it's a Rockies time it's a rocky part of the season. It's going to be a, a rocky month. Um, let's just hope we can just get some positives in the next few games. Because, Christ, Ipswich away. We've got, now got Leicester away coming up. We've got, obviously, Sunderland on Saturday. And, not, they're not, and Cardiff away. They're, they're not going to be easy games. But then no game in this, in this league is easy. So, I hate to admit, I did leave after 
75 minutes are just too cold and and be fair, I couldn't even see after the game. The fog was coming down like no tomorrow. But I missed Nesbitt's goal. I had to watch it on TV when I got home. Um, but, yeah, he's... Just, wipe that one away from the uh, the memory, I think. And just uh, see what happens on Sunday. Um, I think Sunderland are going to bring a good crowd. Um whether we have a good crowd now but then there's uh, I believe there's train strikes so that's going to probably hamper some of the uh, travel arrangements of some of the Millwall fans but nevertheless we roll on on Sunday it's nice though to see a manager apologise to the fans though um, we've never had that but then I think we don't want apologies we just want performances and results on the pitch really at the end of the day it is what it is anyway onwards and Hopefully, upwards. Come on, you lads. Morning, Nick. Um, the morning after the night before. Well, we've seen what can happen when you want to play championship football with a League One defence. It just doesn't work. He's got a major rebuilding job on his hands. There's not really much more you can say about last night. We were taught a lesson. Ipswich and Coventry are everything that Joe Edwards wants us to be. And I get that. I wouldn't mind watching that every week, to be fair. But James is going to have to back him in January because we can't keep shifting goals like that. That's unacceptable. Players at least were told at half-time that it was unacceptable. We played a little bit better in the second half, but that's only because we took their foot off the gas at 3-0. Well, why wouldn't you? Still, you can see why Rowett left now. And you can see that this was a League One side trying to play championship football. <sighs> well, still, we move on. Sunderland on Saturday. Come on, you lines. Hi, Nick. David Blake here. Well, that first half an hour was dire, wasn't it? Worst I've seen for years. One up front's not working. As much as I like Bradshaw and he runs around a lot, Starting him on his own was not working. He needs to play someone with him. Possibly Nisbet. Don't know who else we've got. Imaku was a boy against men. Needs to come off. He can't start. He might be OK with 20 minutes to go, but he's not a starter. Fleming, waste of space. Not putting a shift in. Drop Fleming, start Leonard. At the back, well, we've seen how Hutchinson can freshen things up. No chance. Give him a rest. Bring Cooper back in. And we need somebody to replace Wallace. He's great. I love him. But they're picking on him now. Every game, they know where to start. And he's getting battered. We need somebody, anybody, anybody with a left foot, anybody with one leg, just somebody to play, play in that place. Because he's, he's a liability and we've been found out. Good old Bart couple of good saves at the end. What can you say? Come on, you Lions. Any answer to that question? The, the punditgames.co.uk question at the start of today's show. Chelsea, legendary goalkeeper, played over 700 times for the, for the Blues, um, but didn't succeed with England, unfortunately. He was in goal when West Germany beat us 3-2. 
in that World Cup quarterfinal of 1970, very, very famous game. The answer to the question is Peter Benetti. Of course it was Peter Benetti. You knew that, listeners. Of course you did. You're a mature uh, audience that's been around the track a few times. I hope you enjoyed our pundit uh, games.co.uk question. Great Christmas gift. Thank you for listening to this extended edition. I'm sorry for the uh, the voicemailers. Normally I try and give a bit of reaction, but there's so many to pack into today's show. That I just And also time was tight. I just rolled them in pack, back to back. Um, but in, anyway, thank you for listening. Thank you for everyone's contributions. Let's hope for a better on Saturday versus Sunderland. Until then, thanks for listening. Arrivederci Millwall. Bye for now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.